Have you ever misheard a song lyric? I'm sure you have. But can you turn that into an entire podcast episode? Let's find out. Here's your show. Episode 257, A Million Hamsters. This is the Ericast for the week of March 1, 2015. From Ericast.com. Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. All right. Thanks for listening to the Ericast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742, the listener feedback line, uh, spelling out 206-339-ERIC, E-R-I-C. It has been that way for 10 years. We're kind of considering this our birthday. It's it, Again, the majestic we, um, I should give you all the introductory stuff in case this is your first time here. Uh, greetings to Paul's listeners, uh, viewers, watchers, readers, etc. We'll, we'll explain that in just a, just a moment. Um, but the Ericast is what we, inappropriately in the Majestic Weeks, it's just me, call a personal podcast. Because either you know me, Eric Larson, Director, Chief Podcasting Officer of the Ericast since 2005, and you're kind of wondering what's on my mind, or you encountered this podcast for some reason, possibly hamster-related this episode, and you're interested in that topic. You might never come back, but we hope you stick around. Uh, this is kind of how it goes, but well, that's all right. Um, the first ever Ericast episode, episode one, was March 7th, 2005. So this is the March 1st episode, because we always date them on Sundays. So does that mean that the birthday falls on March 1st or on March 8th this year? Because the 7th was the first Sunday in March. I mean, it began in the first Sunday of March in 2005. But, you know, close enough. Once once you hit 257 episodes in 10 years, it really doesn't matter. It just means that that we're old here. Um, and I decided, let's let's do a fun episode. And I, this one's been on my mind for a while. Uh, the Aircast is the, um, the weekly podcast that comes out, you know, every couple weeks, once a month, something like that. Uh, trying to get better, trying to get into that, that regular loop, but life keeps keeps happening. And that's good. I mean, if life stops happening to you, that, that you have a whole different set of issues. Uh, but it means that things come up and, and I don't get a podcast out. Really try to be better. Uh, you know what would help is personal encouragement from you, the listener. So if you do want to call 206-339-3742, listener feedback line, um, that would be super duper supportive. I would appreciate that. Anyway, the Ericast. Here's 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 the actual episode, um, and I I keep pausing and reflecting. I listened I listened back to episode one, and it sounds so stilted because I was scripted because you're supposed to write out your script, which is a whole. Go back to the Beam episode about accessibility and the fact that um, at, at my employer we talk about writing scripts out. For accessibility purposes, if you're a faculty member who's going to do a lecture, you know, online recorded or something. But I don't do, I don't do scripts anymore. I do notes, but I don't do scripts because scripts sound so stilted in my opinion. The problem is being unscripted sounds so scattered, at least if you're in my brain, which is sort of what the Aircast is like. It's just a little, little miniature brain dump. So this episode has been floating around in my mind for uh, a while and a, a, a whole chain of things kind of fell into place. It's sort of funny because I, I had a thought about 
um, the definition of arrogance and thought, oh, that would be a really interesting podcast episode to, to do. That might be next week. We'll see. But I went back to episodes one and two, and episode two was on the topic of arrogance. So I'm going to have to get my thoughts clear now and then go back 10 years ago and re-listen and see what I was thinking. Um, this is, this is, this is not quite as reflective. There's not a big thread. It's just an interesting random thing. Because I have to admit, I like dance music. That's, that's a, a, a personal genre I've, I've always enjoyed, um, ever since my formative teen years in Northwestern Wisconsin in the, in the late eighties, um, right around 1990 is the, the golden age of dance music. Um, simple, shallow. I like it that way. It's like movies. I like movies with as much action as possible, unencumbered by plot. Okay, you know, it's like, Eric, you were a philosophy major, I I expect you to be more introspective and reflective about things. Well, (laughs) but I have my giddy, bubbly, shallow moments, too. Uh, Perhaps the majority of my life falls into that category. Dance music is one of those things. So that's what I listen to. Um, I will put some links to some Pandora stations in my... um, in the show notes. Uh, so just head to ericast.com, E-R-I-C-A-S-T.com. My current favorite is uh, by a producer um, with a, yeah, this whole one-man show, you know, the Majestic We. It's just it's just a guy, but, you know, like like the podcast here. So the group, though it's a group of one, is called Bass Hunter. It's spelled Bass Hunter, but it's not about fishing. See what I did there? Um, Bass Hunter, okay? It's my current favorite, and that's where... Um, this Sam Lamore song comes from. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, I did look in on Pandora. My my oldest station is uh, from November of 2005. So again, that's coming up on almost 10 years. Pandora's been around a long time. Like 10 years is forever in, in internet years. Um, and that's called Eric's Dance Radio, uh, which is seeded by uh, Losco, I think. Maybe Cascada? So uh, that was sort of my thing. And then at some point, it, it all kind of starts sounding the same. So uh, I don't tend to listen to that one as much anymore, but that's my oldest station. I have an Ace of Bass radio station because that was like, that was, that was the epitome of dance music. Um, kind of my, my college years there. I also have an Eric's Wisconsin Memories, uh, which is a little, um, not, not quite to the dance side, but it's, you know, Kathy Dennis, um, I'm trying to think what else would be uh, telling in there. Um, some uh, like you know, seduction cover girls, but I then split those off into a different station. So again, that's sort of you know, that's that's a lot of what I listen to. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's simple. Okay, so that's a that's that's something you need to know about me. And the other piece of trivia that you need to know about me is that when Ruth and I were first married, we had a pet hamster. Because, we explained to people at the time, hamsters are the ultimate yuppie pet. Because they're cute. I mean, they're, they're cute and fuzzy, so it's not like a lizard or something. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're really cute. <laughs> Google hamster pictures, and they're just, they're just really cute. But, they're pretty resilient. I mean, actually, you know, not. And, you know, we've had some die over the years. That happens in life. You know, death comes. 
but uh, you know, they keep their cage clean or whatever. But they they naturally hoard food. So if you need to like go away for a couple days. You just pour some extra food in there, and that's what the hamsters do is they say, oh, I'll keep my food. I will take it and move it from the dish. I will put it in my bed, and then I will eat it when I feel hungry. So it's not exactly like, you know, the cat food dish, you know, you have to, you know, keep it filled at regular, precise intervals. Otherwise, the cats just freak out and eat. Or you know, I don't know. What would happen if you if you did that to cat food, just kept a huge bowl of dried food out? Can't do it with the wet food but because it would kind of spoil. But anyway, um, so that's great. Um, they can be jar-trained. Um, so you're not constantly, you know, cleaning their bedding and things because you can, they, they will naturally pick a corner to pee in. Sorry if this is getting too, you know, detailed and, you know, <laughs> hamster care, but hey, you know, we're all grownups, right? Um, so you can train them by like putting a, putting a jar in that corner and then they will just kind of pee in the jar and then you just clean the jar. So the rest of the cage stays pretty clean so you don't have to clean it as often. They're, they're great. They're so cute. You put them in a little ball and they run around in the ball. And when we first got married, so I, we, this is a story for another podcast, uh, not a totally different podcast, but a different episode of this one. So Ruth and I bought a house before we got married. So I lived there, um, with three roommates. Um, and then as the wedding date approached, you know, the roommates kind of moved out and did, you know, did their thing. But we had friends who were getting married later that summer, so and they needed a place to live. So we said, "We'll tell you what, we'll move into the house. We just won't use the downstairs. It was a four bedroom split, you know, two bedrooms up, two bedrooms down. We just won't use the downstairs. Where I'm already, I, I doubled my bedrooms from one to two because you know it's, I'd been living there in one bedroom. Uh, we got married in June. They got married in August. You guys move in. You have the downstairs. We have the upstairs. We'll give you cheap rent. Um, that way we make some money. You have a place to live. Life is good. Um, I had really always wanted a hamster. I'm like, I'm on my own now. I get to have a hamster. And um, the wife of the couple that was moving in, she thought that was a great idea. Uh, Ruth and the other husband were like, eh, you know, whatever. So we sort of had this communal hamster. <laughs> yeah, you know, it all worked, it all worked out fine. Um, so hamsters, I have a deep, deep love of hamsters. We have a hamster now, actually. The, um, the third that the girls have had. Remember how I mentioned hamsters are resilient and I kind of paused and like, well, yeah, the therapeutic dose of a hamster existence is, is very narrow. They're either alive and well or, or they're dead. They don't, they don't really, if they get sick, there's not a whole lot you can do to really, really treat them. Um, they're hardy up until the point that they're fragile and dead. They're, so, um, so we are on our third hamster in the girl's life of hamster raising. Uh, but you know, year and a half, we, we get out of them. Uh, winter up here in Minnesota is hard on hamsters. You know, even if you keep the thermostat up and, and keep it warm in their area, I just, I think it's, I just think, I think their little hamster hearts give out. I, I, it's a, more of a stroke, I think. But anyway, um, sorry, this is not supposed to be a depressing episode, but hamsters, I love hamsters. Okay. So I heard this song. Got this, you know, lyric stuck in my mind. Well, that's sort of silly. But then I mentioned in passing in a, um, this warrants an episode all in and of itself. It's sort of like a mook. 
MOOC, Massively Open Online Course, or Massive Open Online Course. But it's not, because it's done through Facebook for a, like a self-help motivation, um, get rich quick, but not get rich quick book. Really interesting. So that, I need to ponder that some more. Um, and I think that will warrant another episode. Uh, but the, the, the question was, okay, you know, tell you, introduce yourself, give us, you know, some, you know, who are you and give us some piece of trivia about you. And my trivia was, you know, you know we've, you know, we've had hamsters. That's our, that's our thing. Have a hamster now. Had hamsters before we had kids. Um, someone said, oh, you have to tell us more about that. Like, okay, fine. But, you know, probably not. Well, then, Paul DeBettings, MN Headhunter, uh, IT recruiting headhunter guy here in Minnesota, great guy, had made a comment on his, his Facebook feed. Um, February 28th, 10.13 p.m. 2015, Paul wrote, For the next 36 hours, I'm going to stay away from any topic that can turn into a debate. So I'm only going to post hamster videos and Kenny Chesney videos. If you don't like hamster and Chesney videos, well, that's on you. Hashtag 36 hours of hamster Chesney videos. And he started like with the little, you know, the hamster spinning in the wheel, you know, flipping upside down. And then there's like, you know, the hamster burrito stuff or whatever. And I thought that clinches it. I need to do my uber unifying episode on hamster themed misheard lyrics, which brings us to the song Paradise by Sam Lamore. It's popular in that Bass Hunter channel of mine on Pandora. Um, he is from, um, and actually that is, that is very clever. Uh, he, his stage name is Sam Lamore. His actual name, oh, I had it in a, uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, like Eric, if it's not kind of interesting, you shouldn't put it here. Uh, Sam Littlemore is his, uh, his real name. So, it goes by Sam Lamore, has a song named Paradise. And when I first heard it, it's one thing to have misheard lyrics and you, you, you know, you just mishear them and to find out, oh, that's not what they're saying. This one's like, I knew he can't possibly be singing that. But I was sure in the chorus, he says that he saw a million hamsters fly into the air. If you 
strange. I mean, if we're talking about paradise, I think that would be awesome to see like a million hamsters with like little hamster wings, like fly into the air, kind of like, you know, the Red Bull gives you wings thing, just little, like little angel hamsters, like poof, off they go. That'd be cool. But I'm pretty sure that's not what he's saying. Hmm. Now, I've, I've, I've seriously Googled this for several, several minutes. I'm, I think he's referring to hands. I saw a million hands, hands, like manual, like fingers, digits, hands connected to the wrists, hands. Um, go? I think maybe there's a go in there, but it sure doesn't sound like go. I mean, it's hamsters. He's talking about hamsters. Um, a hand, a million hands go high into the air. Now, flying hamsters would, I mean, they're talented little guys and gals, so they'd get high in the air. So it could be I saw a million hamsters high in the air. I, I guess I'll take it on faith that it's I saw a million hands go high up in the air. But I still think. If if you want paradise, a million hamsters flying to the air, that'd be paradise, and I would remember that. Even if they say that, if you remember anything about paradise, you were never there. I think I think I think I'd remember that. Not quite sure of the the context, the theology. Is this like an eternal paradise, the afterlife, or hamsters? I'm not sure. But given it some thought, based on the Sam Lamore Paradise song. You have to research that yourself. That clip, uh, in its entirety, actually, uh, is is on YouTube as a publicity clip, so I don't feel too bad including it here. Uh, if you hunt, you can find different edits of the song. I will leave that up to you. Or just buy it and let Sam have some money. Because um, he's old. He's like almost exactly a, a year uh, younger than I am. That's, that's, that's pretty old. Paul and I and Sam were all kind of in that, you know, uh, that hmm, something age. Because once you turn, can't even say that 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 f word, um, you realize you're kind of old. So anyway, that's that's this week's episode. Uh, it's a good way to turn ten. I don't know, uh, but that's that is the scoop. I'd love to know what you think. I would love to know any misheard lyrics or or weigh in on on what maybe Sam Lamar is is doing a subversive hamster song. Maybe I'm right and the rest of the world is wrong. You tell me. 206-339-3742. We've had it for 10 years. Let's, let's keep the number. You gotta use it in calls so the number doesn't go, uh, go extinct. They do, they do close it after, after 30 days of non-use. So help me out. Uh, easier to remember as 206-339-ERIC, E-R-I-C. Call in. Share your thoughts. Hamster related or not, I would love to hear from you. And until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.